This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by Dino Spamani of Innovation Works LLC and the host of the Financial Literacy and Wealth Building Podcast. His company's primary position is to train and inspire clients to create innovation that works by cracking the system, concepts of financial literacy. Their content is to make billionaires. Financial freedom does exist. It starts in your mind first. If you can't buy it twice, then you can't afford it. Visit them today at innovationworksllc.podmatic.net. That's innovationworksllc.podmatic.net. Welcome, 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 welcome. Happy Thursday afternoon. This is another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast right here on Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, you know, iTunes, uh, Anchor. Man, we just buy everywhere right now. We're blowing, we're blowing, we're blowing. Thank you so much for all our sponsorships, our advertisers, uh, uh, content contributors, you know, everybody who shared and, you know, we really appreciate you guys. We cannot do this podcast without you. And also, y'all help and motivate us, man. Y'all help motivate us to put it together around the world. Like I said, 53 countries, 1.3 million listeners and growing, man. You know, shout out to Brazil, man. Brazil is really sharing the content. I really appreciate you guys out there for sharing it. Um, India as well. India is a huge market for us right now. You know, um, they're really sharing the content heavily in India. And, you know, it's, 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 you don't have to take my word for it. The numbers don't lie. And, you know, I see the numbers, in, you know, on the podcast numbers. So I can say this with whole confidence. You know, India, shout out to y'all. I really appreciate you guys. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, but, you know, India, I want to give them a nice shout out because they really, uh, really having a real positive feedback about that. So anyway, man, you know, happy Thursday. I am here. I am your host, uh, Terrence Hutchinson. This is the Your Best Lifestyle podcast, you know, and uh, I feel great about it because in the midst of this chaotic world right now, you know, this is therapy for me. <laughs> I love talking to people, you know, even as even a few years ago, my mother said, you know, you, you need to be on a talk show or something because you love to talk. I said, yeah, I love to talk. I love to talk to the right people, though. You know what I'm saying? If I open my mouth, you put a mic in my face. I'll make sure whatever I say is going to be something beneficial to the world, okay? I'm not going to just get a mic in front of me and, and just let me say some all crazy stuff just because I have a platform. That's not what I'm going to do over here. So the whole thing is use a platform to introduce you know, individuals who are contributing not just in their community, but all over the world on a global stage who are making an impact in people's lives, man, providing a service for them. You never know who you're going to get on this podcast. You never know the nuggets or the information that you may pick up that might be a pivoting moment in your life. You never know. It might be that one little piece of the puzzle that you've been looking for for 20 years and all of a sudden here we are. You you, you got one little aha moment. Here come a puzzle and can really uh, put all the pieces in together and your life probably can take off right at that point right there. So, you know, we are super excited to have people here, man, who are sharing some beautiful information things that i really like oh i didn't even know that that really helped enhance my quality of life my um, activities of daily living man and some of the information that i picked up from a lot of these entrepreneurs and uh, uh clinical professionals and you know uh business owners they really lay down a concepts about what's going on with them and how can I self-improve? It's not all about me because, you know, hey, I'm, every day, every day, I'm looking to self-improve. I'm looking to find what can I do better, you know, and I'm looking to strengthen my weaknesses, okay? So it's like, man, we all have weaknesses, but how can I make my weaknesses my strength, okay? So that, that's a good thing. So one thing I used to be weak about now is one of my strongest um, attributes right now, and I'm really, really... Uh, 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 
happy about that. People don't know I was in corporate America for years, and one of my weakness was public speaking in front of people. And now it's like I can't wait to speak in front of people because I learned how to, you know, I wasn't a master, but I learned how to face my fears and get out there and do what I do. And um, having this podcast, like, I don't know who's listening to my voice. You know, I don't know who's going to hear it. You know, but at the end of the day, if somebody said, hey, I heard your podcast, you know, that was really inspiring. That was really uh, motivational or encouraging. I learned a lot from that. Man, that makes all the difference in the world. So anyway, we are here on another dreary day <laughs> in Atlanta. You know, this mother nature is like, I'm going to have to have a conversation with her. You know, first she's up and she's down and, you know, she's smiling then she's frowning. I don't know what's going on. But, however, I will not complain because it could be worse. I can be, you know, in the ICU, hooked up to a respiratory machine, trying to catch my breath from this COVID-19 thing that's going on right now. Okay, it can be worse. You know, I can be, you know, homeless and, and nothing to eat and, you know, all that craziness. Okay, so it can be worse. I'll take the weather change. No problem, no problem, no problem. Anyway... <laughs> yeah, man. So I got a, a a wonderful lady here on the podcast right now. You know, this is our first time really connecting uh, like this and speaking. So I'm happy. I'm super excited to have her on. You know, I, I, I normally fear, you know, uh, running back and forth between uh, social media stuff, really liking each other's stuff. And, you know, I said, you know what? She'd probably be a good person to really really have on this show her name is toy johnson vince a native of new york crown heights brooklyn jamaica ass stand up jamaica queens we don't have to talk about that educated education and career roots in new york massachusetts florida and georgia Toy Johnson Vincent is an accomplished motivational speaker who thoroughly engages and inspires audience through audience participation and her energetic personality. Toy admits she was not an elite college student due to self-recognized learning challenges. She often compared herself to her college mates only to realize that they struggled to keep their grades up too. Hmm, that's, that's a common thing, Toy. Hold on. Toy uh, never let her learning challenges stop her from moving um, onward and accomplishing multiple goals, in, including love for speaking, inspiring, and empowering artists. Okay, after taking a quarter semester off from school, she missed a student and rapidly she she missed being a student. Excuse me, and rapidly returned to a successful ending. Okay, she often shares the story of her devoted single mother who is deceased who held a master's in special education and reading and maternal grandmother who also was deceased, beloved, and savvy business owner. Highly encouraged her to return to college and graduate period. Okay? Um, no excuses. Smile. Okay, so we're going to start right there. And then we'll come back to another paragraph after that. So, um, welcome, 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 Ms. Vincent. Uh, to the podcast, your best lifestyle podcast. How are you doing, my friend? Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Terrence. Thank you for having me on your podcast show. Very popular show, I might add. So I'm honored um, to be a guest today, as well as connecting via social media. So this is, it, it brings it all surreal for me. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that for saying that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we, you know, we do this stuff and be like, oh, are we wasting our time, you know, and all that stuff like that. But when we hear influential people like yourself come on to the to the platform and say words like that, it, it makes it feel like it's not in vain and it's, um, it's all worth it. So I really appreciate your kind words. So in the midst of this chaotic world right now, how are you holding up? Well, I'm holding up here in, um, you know, on the outskirts of Atlanta, uh, you know, COVID, the pandemic, you name it, it's just here right now, but um, just going to try to do the best that I can, and I'm trying to stay safe in my home, um, and when I had to go out, yes, I had my mask and gloves, and I don't stay out long, so 
that's what it's been, mostly online kind of things throughout the day. So that's what's going yeah. on with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a, a common way of living right, living right now. You know, unfortunately, um, the world as we know it is no longer, okay? So even after this COVID-19 pandemic um, passes us by or, you know, they lift the ban or even find some type of way to treat it to help eradicate that. The, the life as you know in it over a month ago, you know, it, you know, it's no longer there. So this is a new ball game right now. So how... I always like to ask this question. How have, how have you benefited from the quarantine situation or the pandemic? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, one of the things I start with, because I understand your platform is really about health and wellness, and I know your backstory in regards to diabetes, and which is one of the major reasons, too, that I connected with you on social media, looking at your posts, etc., um, and as a diabetic type 2 um, who, you know, kind of hard-headed and, and has been for a while, um, but now I understand uh, this really has me scared, you know, somewhat in the, in the fear state, but I had to turn that around because, um, as we know, fear doesn't really help you. You just need to be smart and safe, does. So, um, and being at home, of course, it's a lot easier to uh, look at the refrigerator a little bit more <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> so, um, but what has helped me to understand that I check my numbers a little bit more regularly than I normally do, and um, I've utilized my home on the first floor as a gym, meaning I'm just walking around and walking around. I use it as a track, I should say. So, um, and I wasn't doing that before. So, um, something changed. Something definitely has shifted with me and my thought process regarding my health and understanding um, I don't need to, if you don't need to go out, don't, and, or limit and um, large crowds, etc. And also when I come in, I, can't, I can no longer say, well, you can't work out because no, 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 no. And of course, I've listened to, uh, you know, some of your um, podcasts and everything talks about that there's just different things you had with exercising that you can do at home while you're more or less indoors so uh, yeah that's what's been going on in my house <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's awesome man you know because I'm going to tell you right now um, with the pandemic going on you know you don't have to pay close attention to you know how you take care of your mind how you take care of your body you know, mm-hmm. um, your eating habits, you know, it's going to, it's going it, to, what it's doing right now uh, is really rattling a lot of cages. It's forcing people to take a closer look at their health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think prior to uh, a pre-COVID-19, like, you know, we were just nonchalant, most people. And then, you know, we just going on, as long as we pop a pill or, you know, take insulin or whatever, whatever, we feel like we're good to go. Um, but this makes us look at our health totally in a total different light now you know we want to make sure that you know it's so funny because protecting your immune system was always a number one priority to prevent some type of common flu or colds or anything like that but now it seems to be uh, the elephant in the room the the immune system building your immune system protecting yourself doing everything you got to do and it's, it's now everybody want more information on it because they don't want the, the um, pandemic to catch up with them. Um, what I'm seeing right now, and you're absolutely right, like, you know, getting your workout in, um, eating, you know, eating properly, paying attention to what you eat. Now, these, all, these are all vital keys to fortifying your immune system and staying healthy. Um, and you're doing all the right. You're doing all the right things. You're taking all the necessary steps and precautions. You're staying mm-hmm. home, and you only go out when you have to go out and stuff like that. You know. So how? I mean, did you find this quarantine time um, quieting, or did you? Were you able to uh, expand more on your coaching business? Yeah. Well, I found to be a, a little bit more quieting, and, and also uh, taking inventory of. You know, oh no, now you you can't really go out and speak because 
you know, um, my first love of speaking, uh, you know, motivationally speaking, and I love to be in person. I'm an extrovert. So, you know, I, I keep hearing people saying that extroverts are having the, the most difficult time because it's like, wait a minute, we're feeling trapped and that kind of thing. You want to go out. But, um, you know, I understand that you can do this online as well. You know, you can engage more in the networking groups, which is one of the things I just did yesterday evening with my, um, as an alumni at Northeastern University in Boston. So I was on a a call with with all of those people. And so there are things to keep you engaged. Um, In terms of coaching, that was probably the best thing that happened to me because, um, you know, I've only been in this coaching game or uh, arena for uh, about a year now. So um, this is really different for me, and I'm happy because now I can connect with more people who are interested in having a coach (laughs) at this point. Um, someone everybody wants a coach or they really need one but you know uh, so it it sort of worked for me it's working out for me really well actually yeah Yeah. it's it's amazing what you just said and this is now this is the first that I heard this what you just said that you're extrovert and it's actually kind of a challenge for, for, for you as an extrovert now this is the first time I heard that and that's an interesting uh piece for you to say because you know on my on, on the majority of my days I'm an extrovert you know and um, on other days I'm an introvert you know I don't want to do anything and when you oh. just said I'm an extrovert so being quarantined is kind of like a struggle for you I was like <laughs> my mind it, it, it went off it, I was like hmm okay oh. that, now that explains a lot of things for a lot of extroverts right there because we want to be out we need to be Engage and hands-on, and and you know we need to be out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I get that. That's the first, but you know now um, a second part of that when you said um, you're learning how to utilize, you know, uh, the internet more and do virtual training. I mean, you still can be a, a, a extrovert. You're just doing it from from the social distancing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and if what so now and also that's an added benefit for you because with the power of the internet and everybody's online pretty much right now, you can introduce yourself and your coaching uh, brand to billions of people at one time, mm-hmm. and that's 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 at maximum performance performance on a global stage versus just going in your neighborhood. You know, so I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the way it is, but I still need to get out a little bit too. <laughs> you, know, you know, but I, I I get that. So you only been in one year into the um into the motivational speaking game, you know, uh, into saying? the so, coaching coaching piece, oh, right? The coaching okay, piece. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which was um, basically at the end of 2018. Um, I've been in Atlanta. I came here in 2018. So right about the end there, I decided, I said, wait a minute, everything I've been doing and talking in terms of being a motivational speaker on stage or, or really just, you know, just talking to people in general in a group setting, um, classroom style training, all of those things, um, believe it or not, I hadn't realized that I really was coaching as well, you know. Um, so people would, you know, what are your suggestions and all these things? And then I just found that people would want to connect with me further after I did an engagement for speaking. So those, that's how that sort of clicked. And then I said, well, everyone was online, you know, coach here, coach there, everybody has the title coach. Okay, what is this all about? And as I, you know, looked into that, then I found that um, it was told or said to me, Toy, you've already been coaching. You just didn't realize it or you weren't benefiting, benefiting from it from a monetary standpoint. So I hadn't even really thought about that. I just love what I do, parents. I mean, that's just pretty much 
um, you know, I don't have this large scale business or anything like that, but it's just something that I've always loved to do. And now I incorporated that. So I have two, the motivational speaking, as well as a coaching, meaning more of a one-on-one in terms of a call, coaching call. So that's the way I've been approaching it from that standpoint. But I love it. You know, any way you can help someone, uh, help them to navigate their career and or their life skills journey from a grassroots standpoint, that is my approach. And that's what I love to do. Awesome. So, you know, your purpose made room for another purpose, another avenue or, um, well, yeah, another avenue for a source of passive or residual income. And a lot of times, you know, God will reveal things to you inside of what you're already doing. You know, when you look at it, you're like, hmm, I'm, well, I'm already coaching. Let's just see. Oh, I can do this too? Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, now you you become more um, more marketable. You become uh, a more um, coach, a better coach that that's able to sell from the stage. Um, a lot of great coaches and speakers, you know, whenever they get booked to speak, you know, they're able to sell products um, or merchandise and even their books from the stage. You know what I'm saying? So it just opens up another avenue of passive income and and stuff like that so what when 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 you when you first got that thought and that idea in your head like hey i can be a coach what was that immediate feeling for you was it like oh my god or or, or did you just sat quietly and you heard a whisper in your ear from from god saying you know you know i got you right you can do this what was that immediate feeling for you well the immediate feeling was okay uh Right. And and the first thing is, the interesting thing is someone said it to me. And when when people say something to you, it's just more of a casual conversation. And and this is exactly how they said it. Well, of course, I they didn't even know me for years and years. It was someone that I didn't know um, very well. But, um, you know, when he said that to me as a conversation about my background, he said, you know, you really should, you know, consider this because you've already been doing it. And and I said, well, okay. Um, in my mind, after that phone call, <laughs> and I, I like to think on things. I'm a real good thinker. I don't like to react immediately. That's not the way I work or my brain works. I like to sit on things for a minute, um, you know, and then go for it. And just exactly, um, you know, that's how I felt. And then I said, that's good. And I talked it over um, also with my husband of uh, 29 years. So, you know, we just wow. talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, I, he said, just do it. He says, as a matter of fact, it, they're absolutely right. That's what you've been doing anyway. So he says, for goodness sakes, you're always coaching everybody, you know. <laughs> Um, so I said, okay, let me just do this. I'm going to do it. And that's what it is. And I did the intensive way. Um, and it really, I, I enjoyed it, um, you know, right from my home and everything. So, and I did it intensely for a few weeks and I'm happy about it. But um, one of the other things to the connection where a lot of uh, speakers, there are some speakers who are motivational speakers and that's all that they do but they will not go into a classroom setting, if you will. So I still come with a combination of that style, and I thought that that would help me as well as a motivational speaker who loves and enjoys to be in front of a classroom-style type of training, as well as bridge the gap of coaching. So if, if there are people in that particular event, um, afterwards they want more of a one-on-one, then we could set up a call. So that's, again, the way um, I approached it. But, yeah, my feeling was great when someone noticed that about me or thought that that would be a good idea. And uh, you just never know where it will take you. So yeah, I'm ready. You, I mean, yeah, well, it sounds like you're ready. <laughs> it looks like you're ready. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, sometimes when we start now, you know, I know for me in particular, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I, you know, I had the, the nervous syndrome. And then after I done, you know, then you do it a few times and people will come out and they say words to you and say, you ever thought about this? And you ever thought about that? And I'd be like, what? 
You know, if you would have asked me that 20 years ago when I stayed in New York, I would have looked at you like you was crazy. Okay. Um, but the la- I've been down here since 2006. So okay. everything everything changed for me when I came from New York. I came here and then people said, you know what, you need to write a book. Or you need to speak more. And I, it just went from there. You know what I'm saying? So here we are talking about close to... Six, uh, 14 years, 15 years doing a lot of wow. different things and yeah. it's, it's an amazing feeling. So with, with how are you and your family handling the whole pandemic right now? You know what I'm saying? I know it's frustrating for a lot of people, but how are you guys personally handling it right now? <laughs> well, so I'll just say everything right now, now I'm thinking about this, so when this plays back in my ear. Um, well, actually, since it's just the two of us and um, my husband just happens to be in technology so he's used to working from home um, uh, that's his sanctuary he does it it's all tech he's a tech you know uh, geek like tech um, and um, but so that's more of the introvert side and I'm the extrovert so you know now I'm inside and I feel like uh you know you want to talk more no I don't have time to talk <laughs> you know it can go either way but, you know, we, we're trying to do, um, it, it works, you know, even when you're opposite, it can work. And that's the thing, I, you know, you don't want someone who's exactly like you or do, does everything your way. Um, it's good to learn and, and um, piggyback off of one another, you know, and gives you strength. So um, in the home life, you know, that's good. It, it just works because... If I need something from a technology standpoint, as I'm now going online to do more things, um, we have Zoom, and believe me, you know, those Facebook Lives, um, all of that, uh, LinkedIn, my platforms that I utilize to speak, um, you know, sometimes I need that boost or that help. Wow, what happened to this? You know, my system is down. The computer's not working today. So all I need, you know, (laughs) like, oh, my goodness, I have an in-house built-in a computer head, I call it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny that you say that because my uh, my girl, she uh, she's a c- computer whiz, you know, uh, graduated top of her class, and she's my PR rep. And I'm just like you. If I'm doing something on the computer, I'd be like, uh, "We need to, you need to fix this. This is not working." And she's like, "I'm gonna show you how to do it." I'm like, "No, man, you won't have to do this. You know, I mean, I do this part, you do that part." And yeah. um, so she said, "Well, you home now?" So she set up the whole uh, motherboard with the speaker and you know the laptops. And so I'm, you know, I got my own little studio going on now and there to help increase the the, uh, the broadcast so I'm just like you I'm like uh when it comes to, I'm just learning how to do the tech stuff you know so, so I, I understand that I, I, I truly do so now Toya you've been dubbed the no sugar coat coping coach okay we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty so okay. when people when when people hear that about your coaching style, what are their responses? Do do you feel like some people say, "Oh, I don't know if I want to deal with her," or do you feel people who really gravitate to that title is like, "Oh, that's exactly what I need"? Or do you get a combination of both? Hmm. Well, interesting because um, since this whole thing started with the pandemic, I should say right before that. And someone reached out to me, um, you know, from LinkedIn, and I remember them saying, now, now you won't go too hard on me, right? You know, <laughs> and I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, no, it's no sugar coating coat. And um, so, you know, I get the chuckles and people laugh at it. But um, and the people who actually absolutely know me and my personality is New York. I mean, that's just how it is. It's the way I was raised my mom and everything so I, I come with that it's, it's somewhat with an edge but believe me it's all good and and it's also all good and fun um the no sugar is because of being di- you know diabetic so put that together no sugar coating coach and also as a new yorker i just sort of you know we we just kind of say it like it is um and uh but i like to do it with finesse you know a uh, little bit rough around the edges, but you know, with finesse. 
So, um, but the approach has been fine and people just kind of, and, and one person I remember, they invited me uh, onto their uh, Zoom podcast. And I remember what he said. He said, we have to get down to this no sugarcoating coach business. Where did you get that name? I love it. I said, well, I self-dubbed myself. I mean, I was the one that created, you know, um, the tagline, um, which is another thing, uh, Terrence. I didn't know I needed one. Uh, when it came to coaching, someone suggested, hey, maybe you want to grab your tagline or do something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 you know, that's a great idea to have, you know, especially when you're online and, you know, you got your website going on. You want the taglines. You want to drive traffic to your site, you know, all that stuff like that, you know. And, like, you know, my tagline is, is, is you know, the, uh, the coach that reversed diabetes reversal. So, you know, and, you know, health and wellness and stuff like that. So I see now because when I when I when I saw the title, you said no sugar um, coding coach. I immediately thought that that was your coaching style that you was very aggressive. But now that you're saying that um, it's because you're diabetic as well and no sugar, I get that. That's very clever. That's very great marketing. And then you can you can also share your story about diabetes in the same process in your in your in your coaching style and helping with clients. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I never would have thought that being in ICU with diabetes years back, a decade back, was going to be um, the springboard to all the things that I'm involved in right now. Like when you're laying on your back in ICU and almost in a diabetic coma, it's nowhere in the world you're going to think 10 years from now or even the next year after that, that you're going to be on major platforms doing a lot of things around the country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no way, you know, it just, sometimes your mess become your message, you know what I'm saying? And your test become your testimonial. So, you know, um, so with, with being a type 2 diabetic, you type 2 or you type type 1? No, type 2. Okay, so you're type 2. Now, with the yeah. COVID, uh, COVID-19 going on, I'm sorry, I said COVID because I, I, I talked to a guy from South Africa. They they dubbed it. It gives a nickname, Kobe, over in South Africa. So I'm still saying Yes, Kobe. I've been hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with Kobe, and this is, one, this is one thing I love to do when you talk to people internationally. You pick up on things, you know. So mm-hmm. um, with Kobe yeah. running crazy right now, you know, being type 2 diabetic, you know, it plays... Um, you have to be real careful when you're getting out there um, dealing with this yeah. pandemic because it can really have an adverse effect on your health as a diabetic. So, you know, I, I, I encourage you to, to stay safe and to follow the necessary rules and protocols to make sure that you're okay with the diabetes because there's complications of diabetes. There's no joke. And um, yeah. so if you're still here and everything like that, you're doing a great job. Yes, yes. Well, I need to do better. I will definitely say that. I had some uh, really high numbers in the beginning, but then I, when I realized it, and, and just based on um, age, you know, with all of this, they were saying a certain age, this, and then all of a sudden it became younger and younger. And then, and then I said to someone, I said, well, you can be very young or much younger than 60-something that they kept putting out there, but if you have underlying health conditions, um, then it could be, you know, bad for you so, or that particular person. So again, um, no matter what, I said, if it doesn't hit you with age, it'll hit you with the underlying condition. So the bottom line is um, just really to be safe as possible. And I only go to where I need, just like they said, grocery store medicine, grocery store medicine. And at this point, you know, if you don't have it, you just don't have it. You know, you get what you need and, and move on. And that's the, my approach. But it is difficult for an extrovert. Like I said, I don't like being in the house. And then I find my way to go outside, even if it's just outside of the door to the mailbox or the backyard, which is plenty of that. So you just have to realize it and also eating, um, you know, not meals one on top of the other, which can be very easy to do when you are at home for, you know, long periods of time. So I'm cautious of that. And then I just decided that I would take my uh, blood sugar 
multiple times rather than just once or twice. So now I just kind of, just to make sure to stay on track, you know. Right. Um, yeah, and that's how I do it. But um, yeah, I wasn't doing that well in the beginning over the years. I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. Um, and that wonderful doctors that we never listened to. And a lot of us in our communities, they don't listen to the doctor because a lot of times we just don't trust what they say. But when you look at the numbers um, with diabetes, it, it is really serious. And um, it doesn't always run in families like people think. So you just have to address it. And when I eat, I know that I will not sit. That's the key. You eat and then you kind of move around. And so that it can, you know, the blood sugar can trickle down. And that's the way I've been approaching it, especially now. So, but it gets better. Yeah, it, 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 you know, as long as you, you know, um, eat, watching your glycemic index, the food that you're using, staying away from the heavy carbs and the simple sugars, exercise, yeah. controlling your stress. Now, the stress is the biggest thing that that, that can really trigger people, okay? Because um, especially with type 2 diabetes, and this is what yeah. I tell people, you know, and if, if you're constantly stressed, then you're going to yeah. feed that stress with, with high sugar <laughs> foods. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta watch that. So now being an introvert, um, this gonna work for you. But just like you being an extrovert and diabetic, you have to get out. Now mm. it doesn't say it doesn't say stay home, stay home. What they mean okay. by stay home is don't be going out social gathering. You know that's why they're saying social distancing. But for mm-hmm. an extrovert and a type two diabetic, I mean you gotta get out. You gotta walk the subdivision got to get your mm-hmm. exercise um, you got to get the vitamin d in which is naturally from the sun at least 20 25 minutes you know um you got to control your stress level so you still have to get out there um mm-hmm. to really reduce your risk because you know um, what happens is when you get in a quarantine situation and you're not moving and mm-hmm. then um, depending on who you are, you know, I deal with people who suffer from depression or uh, PTSD mm. or even anxiety, and they're very extroverted, okay? And so it's like, oh, I got to get out. So it, it triggers them, you know, and then all of those things weakens their immune system. So when you're type 2 diabetic, you don't need anything or any uh, person to stress you out to weaken your immune system. So this is why... Eating right and exercising is imperative for a type 2 diabetic. So I think that you, you know, baby steps count one step at a time. And I think you're doing a great job. Sounds like it. You just got to keep up the good work. Because one thing I do know, if you was not doing a good job, mm-hmm. you would have known about it two weeks ago as a diabetic. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would have been having some complications with breathing and, you know, fluctuation of the weight and, you know, um, your, your, your heart would have been pounding more your rapid heart rate you would have been already in the hospital already okay so you know um you're doing good you're checking your your your, uh, your sugar levels twice a day more than usual and this is really good so you just got to worry about you know just taking full good care of yourself i think you're doing great okay so yeah when it when it comes down to being a uh, building up uh, being a great architect of your business or a change in your life and finding that blueprint what do you want have to do really what do you really have to do to really change the blueprint and build something up from the foundation strip it down bring it back up what do you have to do in terms of an, in your entire life skills journey <laughs> yeah, all, all, yeah life skills uh, as far as building, building a business leaving that job that is driving you crazy making you sick (laughs) (laughs) well yeah all of the above i know um well i tell you know and and again um we all have we all have different opinions about how you know in in terms of how people kind of move throughout their life and um that's the interesting and beauty of being unique you know the way you approach things i've learned this um you know even from in my youth the way I approach a situation that may be stressful, someone else may not. And so one of the things that I find if, if I'm speaking about 
And mostly all of my posts or my videos, you'll notice that I say one thing, write it down, write it down, write whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish, get it down on paper. That is essential to everything else, the buildup, you know, for your goals and success. And I call them mini, and I always say this M-I-N-I in case if I speak with a particular accent or what have you, and I always spell it out so they don't think I'm saying many, M-A-N-Y, I'm saying mini, M-I-N-I goals. And that's important, whether it's for, um, you know, for business or your career path, um, or your, just life skills in general. If something didn't work out, perhaps you, um, it could be relationship, perhaps something didn't work out. Okay, that's not what I want anymore in my life. Well, going forward, what do you plan to do to somewhat stay away from things that is just not meant for you or, you know, just not the right mix? And so it's just in general, um, I always say to start with a plan. So if it's a career planning in this, you know, with my background is HR. That was my primary background, working in human resources, talent acquisition. And essentially that is a, you know, gigantic title for recruiting, corporate recruiting, matching talent to wonderful corporations. And again, when you're talking to people and they say, well, I, I'm looking for this job, that job, da, da, da. But um, why are you going from job to job? You see what I mean? So from a coaching perspective, I always go back to how much are you planning? Do you have anything down on paper? You know, what you're trying to accomplish in the long term. And let's just start with short-term goals. And that's where... I just say when I'm talking about writing things down, write down number one, I want to transfer from the um, financial services industry to hospitality. And not only that, Terrence, it's important to understand why. Because if you're like me, I always use myself as an example. And that's one thing about the no sugar coating, meaning I tell it like it is, you know, very New York style to say, I don't like to just say to someone or coach someone, now you do it this way and you do this and everything is going to be fine. Let me tell you about um, why I know why this would work and you can modify it because I've been there. I understand what it means to go from job to job. I understand what it means to be part of a merger or a layoff. I understand what it meant to put my sneakers on while living in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the time to start a job in HR, right? Um, to welcome everyone coming in. But the same day I put my sneakers on, accepted a job, they announced a merger. So my job in essence was in jeopardy from the time I put my sneakers on. And I do remember this, this was back in 1995. By the way, I have a very good memory, Karen. <laughs> but um, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show, you know? Um, yeah. People who can remember from when they're five years old and visual, that would be me. Um, so I just thought about, you know, why I, I want people to understand when that blueprint is really about starting on paper, because that's what architects do. If you know any architect, everything is there. So you have to imagine as you're building a home or something that is in construction, someone has to come behind, right? The person then comes behind and puts the flooring in. The other person's putting the sheetrock up. There are different, you know, intervals of time where they can come in and do what they need to do. And what happens at the end of the goal? The home is built. So that's why you're just going step by step when I talk about blueprint. And it really is, it's an architect. It's like you're painting a picture, um, not necessarily by numbers, but if you needed to think that way in your head, that's fine too. But I just like people to understand it starts on paper. And honestly, it really does start in the mindset. Then you get it on paper. And one thing I always say to anyone, no matter what level of experience you have, you can be corporate of, or of the CEO of what, what, and what. Trust me, even people who are CEOs make mistakes. People who are CEOs have also um, had some, you know, hiccups 
throughout their career because of their decisions and their choices. And they just kind of moved because someone said, hey, you'll be great for this job. Oh, okay, I'll show up on Monday. So we need to, you know what I mean? That's what I, yeah. that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, coming from an HR standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen a lot, you've been trained to deal with a lot. How are you able to, well, how did the HR background prepare you to deal with the different personalities that, you know, staff or CEOs or anybody may have? You know, sometimes, you know, when I was in corporate, I managed 60 people in this light. I was able to deal with people's personality traits or their mindset, and I, I had to shift gears with everybody. How were you able to deal with that? On a, on a daily basis. <clears throat> well, in terms of people that come from different backgrounds and different attitudes and everything, um, <laughs> and it, well, that HR definitely prepared me for that. Uh, and, and this is one, and I'm so happy you actually asked that question because I don't often get a an opportunity to talk about um, my primary background because no matter what we do in life, you still have to go back to your basics. Where did it all start? Why do you think the way you think? You know, uh, why do you make decisions the way you do? Usually it's something that's taught. It's a learned behavior. Um, and one of the things that HR taught me was behavioral interviewing. And I studied that. You know, some people, they took the course and they came in and, and showed us and told us what to do and how to interview people. And But I took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> so... Now, I'm able to, we're fast forwarding years later, you know, I'm talking now really years later, and um, I can incorporate that into my style of interviewing. If someone really wanted to connect with me and, and, and as I'm trying to coach them or just a call in general, they just wanted to say, hey, tell me, can you help me? And if I can't help you, somebody else can. But we can talk about that because I'm able to ask the right questions to that potential person that I may coach. Or, last but not least, even for speaking engagements, when you're talking to a, um, a host, someone who's hosting the event, um, they need to know a little bit more about you, but I'm able to actually feel some of the questions as well. Because <clears throat> that way, excuse me, it makes sense. You know, maybe I'm not the right speaker for this particular event. So absolutely, um, my primary HR background um, as a recruiter has definitely helped me um, for many, many reasons, especially getting the right questions, the answers, and even if I don't like the answers all of the time, at least I know I've asked the question. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, that's the reason why I ask you, because sometimes when people branch off from corporate America into the young coaching practices, they don't they don't think or realize that their experiences in corporate America actually will spill over into their coaching practices that they can use that's very helpful, very beneficial, beneficial mm-hmm. uh, to their to their clients. You know, and like I said, I've managed people, and I'd be like, man. Now I've been out of corporate America like three years now. Honestly, I did it. I got got my. I didn't have the age for retirement, but I had the time. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> Even though and I, I couldn't do it. And um, right, I still see those skills, those trainings that I've learned over the year for the state of Georgia uh, that I mm. use right now, as far as like um, body languages and um, eye contact. You know, you know how. If, if you know people gonna lie to you, they access the creative part of your brain. Their, their eyes always go up to the left, to the left side. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they look up, they about to lie. You know that. You know all type. Of, I, I use that in my business. I, I use if people if they are, are ramblers and you know they all over the place. Then I know they're not really serious. And then I know I don't have to exert a lot of energy trying to sell them. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. It, it, it works. Now, you, you said something interesting just a minute ago when you said that um, MC and that you had to fill in a lot of the questions and stuff like that. And you have to pick and choose which program that you're going to be involved in. Because a lot of times, you know, certain people 
or have events and they want to book you to speak however that event may not you know it may not be a good fit for you do you find it hard right. for you to say no do you find it hard for you to say nah I can't do it because it's not a good fit for me because I've done it plenty of times I'm like you know it's not a good fit for me <laughs> yes well you know and of course with um, it goes right back to with the nest and tact um, you know you're thankful that someone was interested in having you speak but I think that the major thing for me is I've always been one where um, if it just seemed like it was something out of my league so to speak meaning no I don't I just don't believe that I'm as knowledgeable or the most knowledgeable person to be in front of that particular audience. And and again, it still goes back to that, you know, no sugar. And I'm telling myself like it is. I'm like, this is okay. It's in my head. And I just don't believe. But then some of that, <clears throat> unfortunately, I may have walked away or decided, no, I'm not interested in that. And then, you know, later on, I said, wow, maybe I should have, you know, taken them up on that opportunity because the way that our thought process at least the way it coming up and growing up is kind of like especially with business people and entrepreneurs and everything and I'm an individual contributor meaning I don't work I don't get paid it's just, it's just that simple so I don't have a team of people or anything like that nothing right. of the sort but maybe after this podcast I'll have a whole team of people who know but uh you know and and the thing is is that I have to be able to say know exactly where my comfort zone is and and where it isn't and yes I still challenge myself but there will be sometimes I just know that's not an area if it's more of a technology driven type of um, event they have conferences and things like that now I have been asked to speak um, you know at a conference which had nothing to do with my background but I spoke on the topic of networking for business and beyond. So that went over very well. And the, the reference that I received or, you know, the feedback that I received from the organizer, and that really got me that day because I said, wow, so you were that impressed, but it had nothing to do with my background, but they brought me in anyway. So, um, but the feedback was great from the attendees. So guess what? They want to invite me again. So here we go. And that's, that's something where we have to learn that it's not always um, just when you think you don't have enough. You actually have it. You just need to kind of adjust it a bit. So, but sometimes, um, Terrence, you need to be able, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to be comfortable to say no thank you. Not no, but no thank you. And be yeah. comfortable with that. Yeah. I, I think with a lot of coaches, a lot of business owners, you know, because they only focus in on the seeds for uh, see if I get the exposure, to see if I can get money, then they'll yeah. say, Oh yeah, I can do it, I can do it and and all of a sudden it flops, you know, and it's not really a good yeah. thing. So um you have to be comfortable with saying no. Um I, I have developed a reputation of saying no. You know, people people already know. Like certain things, they know not to even ask me because I know it's not, you know, it's not going to really be a good fit. Now I will uh, analyze it before I say no, but I'm like, now I want to make sure that you know it's a good fit for me and what I'm doing because you know I'm trying to do things all around the world, and so many people listening and watching right now. And I just don't want to, you know, align myself up with something that's going to bring down the value of it, you know. So you have to be very careful on who you align yourself up with, what programs you're on, and everything like that. And um, um, since I've done that, you know, a a lot of syndicated television shows called, I've, I've been on shows, I've been on different networks that really highlighted who I am and what I do. And that was beneficial for me, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, man, we can go on and on. Oh, okay. You listen to the Your Best Lifestyle podcast, man. I'm telling you, this is Miss Toy, Mrs. Toy Johnson Vincent. You know, she is a no sugar coating motivational coach and motivational uh, speaker, certified life coach. You know, uh, if you can book her for motivational workshops, corporate team building events, uh, collegiate events, you know, themed events, reunions. 
video MC keynote address speakers, business launches, you know, professional associate events, career development panelists, podcast guest interviews, which she's doing right now on my podcast, yo, yo, you know, so you can just book her, man. You know, she got a lot of great topics that she can talk about that can really help your, your business, your personal life. Um, your your coworkers, you know, if you got a, you got an event that she that you want to uh, find a great MC, you know, that's very professional, that's great with people. Because you got to remember now, she comes from an HR background, so she's very good with people. You can't. I know a lot of people that you know worked in HR, but they they were not very good with people. Okay, there's like I don't know if they were stressed, or the workload was too hard, but they were not. You know, good with people. People just hated going to see them, unfortunately. So, you know, any last words right now, Miss um, Vincent, before we close out? Tell everybody, you know, um, give everybody your last words, any tips or strategies you want to share to the world, and tell everybody where they can find you just in case, you know, they may need uh, uh, no no sugar on their, on their results. <laughs> no sugar on their, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And also, right. <laughs> and also, um, I thank you. And I, I remember we, we, as we started, we said uh, New York and um, I'm Brooklyn and I, I also represent Queens. I can't leave out my, my father's family, Queens, and my mom's uh, Brooklyn, so Crown Heights. And I know you said New York as well. Um, I just didn't get where is it Brooklyn? Uh, upstate Rochester. Up, okay. Upstate. Okay, so let okay. me say this before you go on. Let me say this. Okay, now, so all you people from New York City, from all the boroughs, you know, soon as they say, oh, where you from? I say, Up, upstate. They be like, oh, that's not New York. Uh, yes, it is New York. It is upstate. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this before I let uh, Ms. Vincent come back on. Now, upstate New York, Rochester. Now, when all the money is being made in all the boroughs, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, all that stuff, like you know where all that money goes at? It goes upstate. It's filtered upstate. Albany, Rochester, Buffalo, all that area, all that money goes upstate. So that's, 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 that's New York, okay? Think about it on the business level. Just wanted to throw that in there. But Brooklyn and Queens stand up. I've been in Brooklyn, uh, stayed on Mother Gaston Boulevard, um, Jamaica, Queens, you know, saying, uh, man, you know, it's, it's, it's short-lived for me. I say, I got to get up out of here because, you know, there's a lot of changes going on. It's right during the time when um, Mike Tyson was, you know, was doing his thing, you know, so I'm aging myself now. We're going back into the early, late 80s, early 90s, so, you know, but Brooklyn and Queens stand up. So, if you, you know, this is why she's... Another reason why she is no sugar bar because New Yorkers they really are is they ain't sugar coating nothing. Okay, they let you know right from the hip. All right, Miss Vincent, go ahead. Sorry about that. That's all right. Thank you, and and shout out to uh, your listeners all over the globe. Really appreciate that. It's an excellent show. But yes, um, just for one, if I might leave with your audience under the sound of our voices. Um, essentially never I know this sounds cliche but it's true um, never give up on your goal and I mean your goal and if you listen or, or see me out there most of my posts I say capital Y-O-U because it really does start with you what you want to do and and don't worry about what how everyone else looks to you because believe you me as you are an individual that makes you unique to whatever you bring to the table no one can match your talent it really is all about why you trust you me even someone with who started out with learning challenges i never thought and never believed that i would uh, rise to the occasion uh so this is true if you're out there just keep doing keep grinding Go for your goal. They may, you may have dreams as well, but really have your goals started in your mindset, starting in your mindset, a positive one, put it down on paper and just go for it. That's what I want to say today. And of course, um, if you are interested in connecting with me further, you can find me as well on a social media platform, including, um, I have a lot of YouTube, um, 
videos out there for career development as well as life skill journey tips and uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook page, you name it, I'm there. And I look forward to uh, connecting um, with someone out there that needs a coach or perhaps a speaker for their event. And I'm currently based in the greater Atlanta area. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. OMG. <laughs> like I said before in this podcast, you never know what you're going to find, who you're going to have on that's going to deliver the potent content. It's all protein. There's no soy over here, no additives, no preservatives. You know, you're going to get what you need. You may get that one piece of the puzzle that you need to complete yours that's going to push your life to the next level. You are living your best life. You know what I'm saying? Even if you feel like it's not going on right now, you feel like changes are not being made or you maybe you feel like, you know, you, you made two steps forward and then this, this pandemic hit you back down. You may have lost your job because of this, you know, your stress levels went up. You put on 20 pounds because of it. You know, let me tell you something. You can get through this, okay? I know it's hard. I know it's a struggle. I know it's a hit on the chin. I know it hit your purse. I know it hit your wallet. You have to make major financial adjustments depending on who you are okay but there's an opportunity in all of this you know and um, highly successful people and highly productive people see this as a success story okay they see this as an opportunity to self-improve to become a different version of themselves to become bigger faster stronger smarter you know, they don't look at it as a setback. They look at it as a set up, okay? And that's what you have to do. You have to look at it as, you know, like you are still, you will get through it. I am this. Use your confirmation. I, I am affirmation, sorry. I am and I will, so, okay? See yourself getting bigger. See yourself getting stronger, getting wiser. See yourself helping everybody around you, you know? Become that beacon of help and support. It does not matter if somebody, you know, not around taking your photo or clapping for you, forget all that because that don't matter right now, okay? You need to put in the work right now when there's nobody around. This quiet time, this quarantine time, you need to put in the work, okay? If you're an extrovert, you need to do what Toya say. you know what I'm saying? You need to put in the work. You need to utilize this time. Okay, don't look for the applause. That's the problem with people today. They're always looking for somebody to cheer them on. You know, that's fine, but you got to get to the point where you don't, you have to pat yourself on the back. You have to talk to yourself in a favorable way for you become, you know, the most valuable person you know. Because, and this is what I like to leave with people when you get sick or you get injured, you potentially become a liability to your loved ones and friends. Okay, your business is going to go down. You're not going to make any money, okay? You're not going to be able to be a high performer in your job. So this is why it's important to take care of yourself. It's, you t- got to take the vanity out of, you know, exercising and working out and get all the social media out of your life. And you got to talk about your grandkids, okay? If you're 40, 50 years old, you got grandkids, it ain't about you. It's about them, you know? You have to make sure that you are in great shape, not just physically, but mentally, um, socially, environmentally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, okay, you got to you got to have all those components working, you know, as a well-oiled machine and make sure that you um, are the, 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 a better version of yourself. It's just like if you had an old car, 20 years old, the first thing you're going to do is make sure you keep the oil changed. You keep all the wires and spark plugs going on, changing the filters, rotating the tires. You go. I know people that take better care of their cars more than they take care of themselves, which is crazy to me. Okay, so you got to make sure that you, you know, you're doing the best you can. All right. So anyway, I am Terrence Hutchinson. Once again, you know, if you want to be a guest, you want to sponsor, advertise, product placement. You know, all that great old stuff. You can visit me at www.yourbestlifestyles.com. 
okay, and be a guest on here, and you know, just just to bring the good content, man. Like you just heard from this, um, this Vincent right here, who is a no sugar coding life coach and motivational speaker. That means she's gonna tell you what it is, man. All right. So anyway, I hope you guys have a rest of a great rest of the Thursday that you have it, and keep your head up. Remember now, keep your chin up, keep your shoulders back, chest up. Okay, walk with confidence. Okay, high self-esteem. Okay, so if you're a business owner, if you're a coach, you can't be slouching. You can't be depressed all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can't be, you know, letting the world know that you're not strong enough to deal with that. Because if you're not strong enough, guess what? You ain't nobody gonna want you as a coach. Okay, and let's be honest with you. So do the best you can to take care of yourself. Self-improve. Practice self-care techniques and strategies. Eat right, work out, keep your stress down, and show love to everybody. All right? So, uh, talk to you guys on later. Hold on. This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle podcast is sponsored today by the book, The American Duke. Crossed Lines, Twisted Fate, Synopsis, Passing as white in America and unbeknownst to her, a mixed-blood American falls in love with a British aristocrat. It is love at first sight. What follows are illegal marriages, children, a dukedom, and murder. And add to that, England's top operatives, an eavesdropping right-hand man, gun-toting ladies, espionage, smuggling, additional murders, a friendly ghost, more secrets. A ton that is very upset about the possibility of the purity of the aristocracy being compromised. And like all good romance novels, there is love and steamy love scenes. Welcome to the world of the Roxburys as they take on the British elite during the Regency period. The ton as it has never been betrayed before and historical facts interwoven with fiction. The author, August J. Sterling, is allowed to live with her cat Sir Prince Charming in Minnesota. Like all good cats, he runs the house. While she is busy working away, he takes his daily naps in between thoughts of food. August Jade holds a graduate degree from the Maxwell School of Syracuse University. We're not writing or singing jazz, she creates programs for television. To find out more about the Roxberries, visit augustjadesterling.com. That's augustjadesterling.com.